0: Hold on. Let me let me at least pull up. <sighs> hold on. Uh, let me pull up. Pull up IMDb. Yes. So we can at least have some sort of something ready to go. Sure. Oh. <laughs> so Alien Covenant is mm-hmm. the new Alien. Yes. Oh, I watched
1: a four-minute clip today. And so I was did very I. Confused. That's not a clip. Are we, we are, recording? Uh, All right. Hold on. Hold on. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And I had to start this real quick because I just said something, and Justin about lost his mind. And I'm like, hold on, let me start the show. About lost my mind, I Lost Gap. his mind, Gap. All right, so Justin just said that, he goes, oh, Alien Covenant is the next Alien movie, and I said, yes. He goes, oh, because I just watched a four-minute clip today, and I said, so did I, and his head about exploded. My eyes went about he the size of my He first went glasses. and looked to make sure that we were we were recording. <laughs> And then he's about to unload. I'm like, let me start the show. <laughs> so what were you going to say?
0: How is that not a clip?
1: Okay. First things first, that stuff is not going to be in the movie. So it's a short film. It's a short film. How? Okay. All right. There's so it's a many prequel things. It's a prequel to the movie.
0: Okay. That right there should just make Practical Doug furious. No. Why?
1: A short film is a prequel to a film that had... No.
0: Why? The film hasn't come out yet. Yeah. How can you have a prequel to something that hasn't come out yet? Uh, I think you just answered your own question. The basis of a prequel mm-hmm. is it It happened before the movie. The yeah. movie isn't a thing yet.
1: Yeah, it happened before the movie right. that is coming out. That's just a movie. That's not a prequel. No. This is just a movie then. This is just a short film. It's, it's not a prequel. It's a prequel. It's not a prequel. the movie. No. Yes.
0: yes. All right, then Prometheus was a prequel. Yeah, it was.
1: Oh, fuck you.
0: What? What? You've always argued that it wasn't. You're doing this to get my goat. And it's I'm working. not. No, I'm not. I'm and not it's working.
1: Like, that that is what Ridley Scott said. It was. It was a prequel. I was like, I uh, thought he was the one that said it wasn't. He said it. He wavered. He vacillated on that Fuck one, which you, drove me. Ridley Scott. He was going back and forth. Going, it's like not a direct prequel. Did you see he vacillated. Yeah. Did you like that? Did you get you all hot and bothered? I still can't remember the a word. <laughs> alacrity. Thank goddamn. You. I'm gonna tattoo that on your arm for you, so you can be like <laughs> alacrity. My brother used to use the word vacillate all the time incorrectly. He, uh, One of his uh, roommates in college was a journalism uh, uh, studier. Boy, okay. I'm Major? Major. There we go. <laughs> He was studying the journalism and he used a lot of a like. journalism corporal. He used a lot of like big words like that all the time. So Dave would just use that against him. So he would use it just, incorrectly. Just so to piss him he'd off. He'd vacillate. Dave's like, oh yeah, I vacillated really good last night. He's like, that's not what it means. He goes, oh yeah, I just vacillated all over the place. He's like, stop it. So whenever anyone said <laughs> vacillate, I've always just gotten, I went like, ugh. That <laughs> kind of reminds it me of does, Vaseline. It
0: sounds like a very, very disgusting word. Exactly. Like moist
1: vacillation. Exactly. For half our listeners, yeah. just turned us off. Sweaty vacillation, Ugh. you know. But vassal by itself, not bad. No. You know, that's someone who serves another country a- or whatever. Right. Eight. You, you are a vassal of Rome or whatever. But you vacillate. You vassal, vessel, Doug.
0: You're saying it wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's vassal. Justin, watch Rome and get back to me. What's that on? That's on HBO. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's
0: so many out there. Egypt
1: was a vassal of Rome. Mm. Mm. Yeah. No? Mm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anyway. I get it. I totally. I'm with you. So uh, anyway, back to Alien yes. Covenant. So this was sort of like a prequel to I'm the sorry. Movie. It's it's technically a prologue is what they're calling it. Prologue. It's, okay, prologue. A prequel
0: can't come out until the fucking original movie comes out. Otherwise it is just the first movie.
1: Well, episode four was a prequel to episode five, right? In Star Wars. What? (laughs) Justin's like, fuck you. (laughs) I'm fuming under this hoodie right now. I guess it's yeah, I guess I did read it was a prologue. Prologue, prequel, whatever. Tomato, dodgy cunt, who cares? Oh. What I'm going to be mad about is if that actually is in the
0: movie. <laughs> well, the thing that I thought when I was watching it earlier today, I was like, this is a really slow extended scene to be in the middle of a movie.
1: I also didn't realize that all those people were in that movie. I didn't realize James that Franco, James Franco, Danny McBride. I knew Billy Crudup was in it, but I didn't realize Danny McBride and James Franco were in the it. The minute I, I like, saw
0: that, I, th- I honestly, hand to God, I was like, this is, where's the punchline? Yeah, right. I thought they were going to be doing some sort of a parody of an alien sure. movie.
1: Did not realize that this was the actual. It's one. just dawning on me now that that's that has to be in the movie. There's no reason that there's no way that's not in the movie.
0: But, no, I mean if they're calling it the prologue, less last Supper, I I don't. I would be floored if they released that four minute clip. Because it also doesn't feel like it goes in the middle of a movie. You know what I mean? It wouldn't go in the middle. It'd be at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> All right, Doug. You and I are gonna have words after that. No. It, wouldn't it? I, potentially I don't know I'm just saying it doesn't feel like it's an excerpt from an actual movie it feels like it's it's own standalone thing yeah like it, it just the pacing of it did not feel like the pacing of as you're watching a film it just felt like a very awkward you're, an awkward scene that's if actually you a good
1: point because they're about to go into hypersleep right so and we but they're also establishing things like James Frank who is apparently the captain isn't feeling well he's sick
0: crew of a colony ship discover an uncharted paradise with a threat beyond their imagination, and must it's attempt an alien. a harrowing escape. So, I would have to imagine you would get a little teeny bit of that of of them going into hypersleep, but I'm going to assume most of it is probably. I think that what it's
1: going to be because coming out of it, the original Alien, they wake up from hypersleep. Okay, if you haven't seen the original Alien, have you? I've not actually. No. God damn it! We got to watch it.
0: play a robot? Yes. Okay.
1: But here's the interesting thing. He plays it really well. He he is the shining star of Prometheus, hands down. Also, yeah. what's her name? The lead actress in that movie. Wait, was also. Prometheus
0: the, sequ- the prequel to, what was it supposed to be? Of Alien?
1: <sighs> it's supposed to be the prequel to Alien.
0: Okay, so this
1: would be then... Is this a reboot? Or is this no. a s- sequel to Prometheus? Here's the thing. Where Prometheus fails is that there is... Is a lot of allusions to the xenomorph or the alien, the creature that we're scared of. But it never actually takes us to that point. It's talking more about, it's got themes of creation like that these beings known as the engineers actually engineered life on Earth and other things like that. And the crew is looking for basically the genesis of life. And they find this facility where these engineers apparently were, and it's 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 halfway alluding to Alien, but then again, it's not. Like mm-hmm. Michael Fassbender's character is in it. Is he a robot? He's a robot. Okay, so this is so a I'm confused character. as fuck as how he's in this right now because the last time I'm a spoiled Prometheus for you, if you want or I, not. No, oh,
0: please go I'm ahead. Spoil Spoiler it for everyone alerts. else too. Yeah.
1: The last time we see David, he just has which is Fassbender's character. He's just a head. So is His this, body is not there. So, this, so Prometheus was a prequel to Alien.
0: This is a sequel to Prometheus? No. This is a prequel to Prometheus? No. This is a sequel to Alien? No. This, this is a standalone film? This is a prequel to Alien. The, okay, so this is Ridley Scott saying, official sequel,
1: prequel! Sure. <clears throat> mm. Because the thing is, at the end of Prometheus... There's a female survivor and David, and they're going to go find the Engineer's planet. And they take off. So my, and I could be completely wrong here, and s- s- feel free to correct me, anyone in the audience who knows more than me, but my understanding was that the timeline goes Prometheus, Alien Covenant, then Alien, and then Aliens, and then Alien 3, and then Alien, then Resurrection. Alien Resurrection, and then... What? Alien vs. Predator. Alien- Predator, Predator Requiem and, uh, everything else that comes after that so, so this is a sequel to Prometheus but uh, I don't know I, I really don't know because if it was a sequel A why is David now fully intact B where's the woman that he was leaving with well robots can be rebuilt right they can be rebuilt but where's the woman they were going to go find the engineer planet maybe that's what they're going to that's they're colonizing I, maybe they're colonizing the engineer planet I I don't know. I feel like there's a gap. Maybe this there. is
0: a prequel. It's a sequel
1: prequel. <laughs> I because I heard they were making Prometheus 2 at some point. Mm. So I don't know. So okay. So and for the record, I love the Alien franchise. And when I watched the trailer for this, it looks ultra violent and scary. But I was also very disappointed because I'm like, this is basically just the movie Alien.
0: I still haven't. I still haven't seen. Uh I still haven't seen the actual trailer. I've only seen the clip.
1: The trailer is pretty terrifying. Okay. Um, it's definitely in the vein of Alien. And we need to sit down and watch Alien and Aliens. All right. I think you'll like both of them. Alien was directed by Ridley Scott. Aliens by James Cameron. Mm-hmm. And it's both are fantastic. They're I thought, I thought you favorite.
0: were against one of them. I thought you were against Aliens. No. it was no? A-
1: Alien 3 is a guilty pleasure of mine. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. That movie was just plagued with... Production problems. David Fincher ended up uh, directing it, but mm-hmm. they it's after the director previous director that they had on quit or was replaced, and David Fincher came on five weeks before they started filming. Jesus Christ! And the the story is terrible. It's just terrible, and you they made some terrible decisions.
0: What's the standout scene? Is was it because each of them has had that like the the classics movie scene?
1: The standout scene in Alien Three is Sigourney Weaver with a shaved head. Her face is pressed up against a tile wall, and the alien is like that's from three. That's from three. I thought that was
0: from two. Interesting.
1: No. Okay. Um, I don't know. what the, I guess maybe the standout thing you'd see from Aliens would be uh, Sigourney Weaver hold, wielding like a gun and a flamethrower with yeah. a child around her neck. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably.
0: Which one was she in the giant uh, robot suit? That's
1: the Aliens. The okay, one. Yeah. 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 All right, yeah. That, th- those Alien and Aliens. Aliens more of a horror film. Aliens is kind of like a horror action flick. We'll say that one more time. So Alien is more of a just just straight-up sci-fi horror. Okay. And Aliens is kind of like action okay.
0: horror. Which one was the guy searching for the cat?
1: That is Alien. Okay. I've seen that clip. Okay. For sure. Yeah. And
0: that one was intense. Yes. I remember watching that going, I don't want to be in the ship. Yeah. I don't want to be any, anywhere near you. Ridley here. Scott uses
1: silence <clears throat> extremely well he does. In, that, in that film. Yeah. And that scene is great because you just hear the chains clinging together, water dripping. Yeah, It's, yeah. it's fucking intense. It really is. And not only that... That is uh, one of the movies my dad took my mom to on one of their first dates, Aww. and uh, my mom was not pleased. <laughs> it was a terrifying experience for her.
0: John, you think I like this shit?
1: He likes sci-fi stuff. He's like, ah, this looks good. And, and even now, if you watch, I remember going to Disney World yeah. at uh, Hollywood Studios, they have the great movie ride, and one part of that ride is Alien. And I remember while you're waiting in line to get on that ride, they show you the trailers for all the movies that you're going to see on the ride. Okay. And I got scared shitless when the Alien trailer came up. Yeah? Because it's, even now, terrifying. Like, Wait a second. Is
0: that the one where you're, you're in a cart and like the aliens yes. come down? from? I only was on that ride once. Yes. I was young enough to where I remember closing my eyes. And just letting half the ride go by. Yeah, I was like,
1: I can't. I'm not doing this. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's really, really well done. And that's awesome. And that movie. And the thing that got me pumped about Prometheus is the trailer was extremely similar to Alien. Okay, and I was like, fuck, this looks terrifying. Right, right. And then it was a garbage movie.
0: <laughs> so this. Uh, so Fastbender's upcoming projects. He's got Alien Covenant, but then that's it. Like he, well, he's got obviously he's got more, but there's no Prometheus two listed even in mm. development right so now.
1: So I wonder if Prometheus two became Alien Covenant. It could be, yeah. I didn't, have, I didn't follow that story too closely. It might have morphed.
0: Who knows? I don't know.
1: I'm just, I'm just. Only I the shadows. I have knows. low, low expectations for that film, and I don't think I'll probably go see it in the theater. I'll probably wait and catch it really? later. Really? Yeah.
0: Guy Pierce is in it too. I did not catch that
1: Alien Covenant. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how. He plays how. Peter Wyland. Yeah, I don't know how he's in that movie. Well, he's in
0: it. Does he die in Prometheus? Maybe. <laughs> so this may be a prequel to Prometheus. No, it can't be a prequel to Prometheus. because Well, maybe it is a prequel to Prometheus. It can't be.
1: It can't be. Unless there's like a flashback or I don't know.
0: Dude. We.
1: Uh, I'm so, so sad so right So to now. the
0: audience, uh, obviously we've... Totally done our uh, our homework on that. Well, this wasn't even what we are even part of our topic, so you can't no. hold us
1: on this one because
0: yeah. we we. we... This just came up at the someone, very last second. Someone
1: write in and explain this to us, because I don't fucking know. And I would like someone... Mass Ro- Matt Rosfelder, he's an Alien fan. Yeah. He's a strong proponent of Prometheus. Maybe he can...
0: Matt, we're calling you out. Write in and tell Matt us Matt Rosfelder, We tell don't want to
1: do research. We no. don't want to read shit. Yeah, tell me what's going on. Tell us what the hell is we going on. We should have on. him on to have him talk about this movie and Prometheus. Because I remember when we had him on, he's like, I, I like Prometheus. I'm one of the few people that does. But he's also a huge fan of Alien, like... Hardcore fan of it, so we should have him back on.
0: I would totally have him back. Matt, on. this
1: is a love letter to you, buddy. We want you to have. We want you back on here.
0: I'm just looking at some of the pictures, trying to see if I can discern like any, like some of the production stills they have. Yeah, none of this means anything to me.
1: <laughs> I don't sh- know why I'm looking at this. While we're shouting out to people, I have a special shout out to someone. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, this week I want to shout out to uh, uh, a young man who uh, just recently deadlifted over 500 pounds. Uh, he squatted 405 pounds. And he's currently working on benching 300 pounds. This one goes out to Eric Dresner out of New York. We love you, buddy, Eric Dresner. Well done. Keep uh, keep getting stronger.
0: Keep squatting and benching and, and pooping and deadlifting.
1: Yeah, and keep getting muscle milk. You know, you got to soak. You got you got to take baths and milk. That's what I hear. Massage your muscles with milk.
0: Look, that's how I, I, we're not. We don't claim to be experts of a lot, but we do know about muscle milk on this. All podcast. I
1: know is like massaging your muscles with milk and just eating lots and lots of honey. I think that's what it's what it boils down to. <laughs> it's a complex sugar that does g- wonders on your system. Fantastic! Yeah, and I he mean, always refers to you as Todd Hammer. Oh,
0: that's the guy! <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah.
1: <laughs> Good job, Eric. Keep it up. <laughs> Keep it up. I uh, I told him I go. Someday I go. I'm going to find a way to get you on the podcast. He goes. I'm just going to refer to Justin as Todd Hammer. I'll the do whole the time, I'll man. do the whole episode of Todd Hammer, <laughs> and for those who don't
0: know what that is, if you if you are we should post the adept, first
1: episode, we should
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a, if you're an a, an adept uh, YouTube searcher. Uh, you don't even have to be an adept. You just type in fucking Todd Hammer. Type it. Type in who is Todd Hammer. Who is Todd Hammer? And you get seven we, episodes. We did seven episodes. Seven episodes of pure magic. We did a web web series uh year couple uh, four years ago at this Was point. It
1: four at this point. Th-
0: yeah, it, yeah, might, it yeah. had to been four, four years ago. Yeah, <clears throat> three or four years ago. Anyway, it's before we really had any idea of what
1: like production, we what we were, went into production. We we're testing the waters with an old, outdated camera, right? And, no, with uh,
0: very minimal uh, uh, resources. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it it was essentially I I completely stole the voice and the character from Will Ferrell and Anchorman. Um, it's just a clueless guy who talks in a very loud monotone voice. And, uh, there's
1: some funny bits in there, but there are. There's some
0: good. There's some decent jokes, and those were mostly
1: Drew. <laughs> <laughs> it had some decent writing. Um, I recently rewatched them just because I was like, "Are these, are these any good?" We, we were we were still figuring. I say we like I did. We anything. were on to something, but not quite there. I couldn't even hold the boom mic without getting my shadow in the shot. So I mean, <laughs> Doug at one was point, the
0: worst boom operator. I was
1: I was the just worst because person.
0: he's such a big man. Like yeah. that's all it is. Is like you just. Doug, you're in the shot. Sorry.
1: Yeah, Doug, I can see your reflection in the in the window. Sorry, sorry. I was just—I don't even know what I did. I just—I helped, helped plug stuff in. I, I think that's it. what I did. Yeah, I didn't do anything else. You're I was, there for moral support and yeah. for
0: plugging. Yeah, that's he's all the plugger. I, did. I was the plugger. I, we will say we're doing shout shoutouts. Uh, Zoe, uh, the the girl that we oh. had play opposite me uh, as the secretary, um, administrative my, assistant. Sorry, my my sister's cousin. Yeah, I think is how it referred because I didn't in the show. Todd does not like her. Yeah, not like Jeannie. Yeah, and uh, is my sister's cousin. Yeah, not my cousin. Um, (laughs) she was incredible. She did a fantastic job. If for for some reason she if she listens to our podcast, then well done, Zoe. Yeah, Yeah. she
1: was fantastic. So how did we get on? Oh, because he called me. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, So so, Eric, thank you for listening, buddy. We uh, we appreciate it, and uh, you know I'm gonna say it. We love you.
0: Doug's not afraid of his feelings. I'm not afraid. He's not afraid.
1: I've learned to, you know, come to terms with my feelings. <laughs> fuck you, Justin. <laughs> and
0: there it is. <laughs> so. There we um, go. Yeah, no, the real thing we wanted to talk about today uh, was after, um, and I realized just now I did not start the timer, so whatever. Um, fuck it. <clears throat> fuck it, man. No, I've there's there's been, with the Oscars coming up, uh, with it, the Oscars that just happened. Yes,
1: yeah, so they just <laughs> happened. <laughs>
0: 4 days ago 4 days ago how about Woo-hoo. that um wow
1: how about Leonardo
0: DiCaprio winning another one uh, slow clap for him was, yeah. he in, was he in something
1: no all right
0: how about la la land cleaning up la la land, la la land. there've been a you, lot of a lot of people who have been uh, i've heard comparing la la, la they, obviously SNL even did a sketch where <clears throat> this this the they had someone who was arrested in an interrogation room and the whole interrogation turned to how the criminal did not like La La Land, and the mm-hmm. cops were furious at him about it. <laughs> and he's like, "Whoa, well, this is not. What, I it just didn't it didn't do it for me. What it's, The hell do you mean it didn't do it for you? It was everyone is very viscerally like it was like that episode of
1: Seinfeld. I know, it, right? I'm referencing Seinfeld, where what's her name didn't like Schindler's List. Right, exactly. How could you not like Schindler's List? Right,
0: Elaine. We're going to see Schindler's List right yeah, now. Right, exactly. exactly. So a lot of people are, you know, madly in love with it and they're saying it's it's beautiful and stunning and amazing performances from everyone and it's it's the rebirth of the the old school Hollywood musical and other people are saying it's absolute over, overrated garbage, you know, Ryan Gosling doesn't know how to sing and he did this and like everyone has their, you know, opinion about it. One of the interesting things that I have heard people say is that it is no it's no Gene Kelly you know, it's no singing in the rain. It's no Fred Astaire. It's no.
1: So they're comparing it to. It's th- no Christian Bale and Newsies. It, it, <laughs> am I right? Am um, I right, guys. Sorry. Look out, girl! <laughs> Look out, world! No, that's how it goes. Come so, on, Doug. I'm the king of the New York. I got it. There I we
0: love go. how much you love that that movie. It's you reference Newsies. Any I fucking chance you hate, get. hate
1: musicals. I hate them. Which makes me an expert to talk about our topic, right? Um, I also haven't seen La La Land, so double expert. Uh, but I don't know. I've always enjoyed newsies, and it's a it's a silly ass story, but I love it.
0: So let's. So the, the I want to get into what my my the the question I want to pose, but first I want to see why do you hate musicals?
1: I think. Well, I'll, I'll use newsies as an example. Um, I'm watching these tough. Kids living on the streets of New York They're trying to eke out a living They're poor And then they break out into song and dance And they're doing twirls And they're doing like these, you know that, and I can't thinking West Side Story They do the same thing <laughs> And I can't take them seriously Because these are the same kids You know, I, I'm like, no, no that's, it's, It breaks me out of the moment I like the story of these kids Who are trying to make it They're either trying to start a union You know, because they're overworked And underpaid um, and it's like I'm like cool I, I I like that sort of stuff But the second That they start like And by the way Amazing dance numbers Amazing Like really impressive Very coordinated stuff But I'm like You're taking me out To sing Like we're like st- Time out I have to sing about this Right, right. Da, 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 da. Look out world I'm the king In New York I'm like <laughs> uh, Just tell the story Just keep going
0: Wait a second So you do or don't like it Don't Newsies?
1: No, I, th- I like newsies, oh. but I don't like musicals because I feel like when they stop... Because, like, opera. Opera is just straight singing all the time. Sure. I'm like, cool, okay. I'm on board with that. You know, non-musical, just straight drama, comedy, whatever. Um, I feel like the musical is disjointed for me. Interesting. I think that's what it is. Okay. okay. Um, it also, I feel like there's a, a part of it, too, is I can see why some people... <laughs> Just wouldn't like it also because it almost seems like it's it's kind of uh, I don't know if it's snooty I don't know if snooty is the right word pretentious maybe a little bit like okay. you got to go to Broadway and check out this musical it's amazing we need to pay at least four hundred dollars to go see this Mus- uh,
0: so you're you're referencing musical theater at this point. Instead of, I would instead of never, like, musical movies. You're I would
1: never talk bad about musical theater or the people who perform in them because I think they're extremely talented people, and we all they all deserve our respect. Well, yeah, them, but you're talking about the fans. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I guess theater has always been intimidating to me because I feel like if I show up and I'm like, I don't get it, they're like, get out of here, you moron. Okay. And I'm always like, huh. So I kind of also feel intimidated by that sort of stuff, like, because – it's not my thing, and because it's not my thing, I feel like a Neanderthal.
0: Right? No, I. I, I you uncouth bastard! Get right. out
1: of here! You don't understand.
0: You dodgy cunt! Get-
1: <laughs> by the way, the reason why we're saying that is because we watched uh, this YouTube channel called Aussie Man Reviews, which by now, hopefully, you will have seen the uh, the video that I posted on behalf of Mind Gap, where there's a duck being chased by a tiger in a pool, and this man in an Australian accent who probably is Australian sort of narrates the whole thing, and the duck is making fun of the tiger, and at one point he calls him a dodgy cunt. Which I think is the funniest. And Justin and I laughed our asses off at, you know, that's like a hilarious insult. And it's funny, when you put it like that, the C word doesn't seem nearly as bad. No.
0: Well, and the other thing, too, is that you got to realize is that, you know, Australians and Brits, like, that. the word cunt has way less, like, intense connotations. Here, you say that and, like... (gasps)
1: Whoa! Yeah,
0: what the fuck did you just say to yeah, me? Yeah, that's, that's like a huge no-no. You can't you say that in America. It's really hard to go past that in America. Like, you can't really get worse than that as yeah. far as when you're talking about. It. Like, that's a pretty big. But for them, it's like, oh, fuck off, you cunt. Like, yeah. it's it's just a. It's like a fuck off. It's like calling someone a dick. Oh, stop yeah. it, you dick.
1: Yeah. Or a Jeff Jim Jeffries has a hilarious bit where he talks about. He's like uses the word and he kind of feels the crowd pull back. He's like. You guys have a real problem with that word, don't you? He goes, we use this all the time; it's no big deal. He goes, but let's. He goes, let's break this down. You know what? What, what is a cunt? He goes, it's a vagina. It's not that big of a deal. He goes, the word you guys love to use is motherfucker. He goes, what's that? It's a boy fucking his mum. What's worse? And everyone laughs. I'm like, ah, you got a point. That's true. Well, how often do you hear someone say, ah, oh, you pussy? Mm-hmm. That, that,
0: this, this, yeah. it is referencing the exact same thing yeah.
1: it's just two different words Yeah, but that word has so much power behind it for some reason I don't know why I right. think because we give it power but it's probably what it is yeah I can't wait to write the description for this episode we're <laughs> like Justin and Doug d- discuss, <laughs> d- discuss the idea of C word <laughs> you can always leave that out of the description too well I think it might bring in more, more listeners <laughs> guys we're talking about cunts <laughs>
0: That's the title of the episode. Guys, dot, dot,
1: dot. We're talking about
0: cunts. (laughs) (laughs) We're either going to gain a ton of listeners or lose a shit. I
1: think we're going to lose a lot of listeners, but... uh, I mean, there goes our Christian base right there. There we go.
0: All you and your fundy Christian uh, friends and...
1: I can never go back now. I can never go back to the... The convent. I can't wait for Wayne to be on here. Wayne, um, by the way, Convent, awesome movie, buddy. The Convent, which
0: we, which Doug and I were convinced was the Covenant. Yes, we we both misread the title of the fucking. The, I'm like, isn't that a movie that came out in like 2000? I'm like, maybe. Doug's yeah. like, it had Sebastian Stan in it. It absolutely was, and I was like, I don't know, I can't find this version. Yeah, we were typing in the con the Covenant, and we we're like, it's not on here. And then I finally looked down, I'm like, oh, it's the Convent. We are, Whoops, we are dumb. Derp. <laughs> So anyway, back to musicals. Yes, back to musicals. Um, No, I get what you're saying about musical theater, uh, being intimidating, because it's something that if you're not overly familiar with... The thing is, whenever I watch the Tonys, I'm always... It feels like a club that I'm not a part of. Yeah. Because I I watch it, and I go, holy shit. A, it's impressive, right? The fact that what they're dancing and singing and holding their breath like that, and it's amazing what they can do. Yeah. Um, It's also such... And I feel this way about any culture that I... uh, Or any subculture that I'm not fully immersed in all these people know all these other people and it's like oh you you know John Smith who was in you know Cats for you know 15 years he's a legend in the industry and I'm like I don't know who that is shit and I feel I feel like I am doing a disservice by even watching it especially
1: something like that because this is considered high art right it it really is and it's not like oh my god uh, did you see this video game that was made by this guy people are like fuck who cares right Right, unless in some circles are like, oh my God, the guy who did Metal Gear Solid's making this other game? What? With uh, Guillermo del Toro. Holy shit. Right. This is going to be epic. It's crazy, and it's starring the guy who plays uh, uh shit, that guy in uh, Walking Dead who has a crossbow.
0: Oh, Daryl Dixon? Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. Norman he's gonna, Reedus?
1: Yeah, Norman Reedus, he's going to be in the game, too. Jerk, jerk, jerk. You know, it's like <laughs> people lose their minds, but yeah. no one in general is going to consider that high art, right, right. I would argue, but we're not going to argue about that. That's a whole but, different show. But yeah. also because this has been a well-established art form mm-hmm. for a while, too. And also... Stated, what, arguably one of the oldest. Agreed. Yeah. Which also, I think... As, far as performing of, arts go. Kind of goes back to um, why I think this movie is so popular, um, which also, I would argue, was the same reason why uh, the artist, that, moved, that silent movie, was so popular for its time was just because it was a throwback to the old days when right. there were silent films. So people were like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I think...
0: Well, it's also um, something that you don't see a lot of. Like you don't yeah. see you uh, up until that point. The last silent movie, like mainstream silent movie that I could remember, was um, Mel Brooks's movie called Silent Movie. Yeah, and that was in the seventies. Yeah, right or eighties, seventies, I think. But that you don't see that. At all. So that's that's why that one stood out. There have been musicals, yes, mm-hmm. or shows, movies with musical numbers but not one to this extent, which is yeah. a direct throwback to that, that if, golden era. If anything,
1: era. all we've done is rehashed the old musicals. Right. Or we've done the live, like, The Wiz. Sure. The live Grease. The live name, some other thing that they're constantly yeah. doing. yeah. And they're all just, you know, reprising the old stuff. This is like a unique, it's a new, with a lot of those same, it's a new story. Right. But it's got the spirit. The familiar elements to it. Exactly. Of of everything else. And so what I
0: what I find interesting is the people who are, are divided, and the ones that say, you know, oh, it's no sing in the rain, or you know, he's no Gene Kelly. Well, right. It's not singing not the wrong. rain. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're never and, and and so this kind of goes into the the larger thought argument that I wanted to bring up was you can I feel like you can compare you can compare genres. And this is where it's not a fully fleshed out argument, so feel free to help me, you know, no. refine this. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to talk for the next 20 minutes. So, sure. No, um, comparing two different movies like that, like comparing La La Land to Singing in the Rain, I don't feel like you can do that because no. La La Land, there's what, 50 years, 60 years between those sure. two movies? It's, it's a different – even though it's a musical, it's a it's a dance musical movie, it is a different – it is in a different genre because the movie industry has, has evolved. It's not the same kind of movie. You couldn't – you will
1: never see a Gene Kelly-style movie.
0: Also, you're never going to see another Gene Kelly movie. He's dead.
1: Also, uh, the movie Singing in the Rain, also on the uh, great movie ride at Hollywood Studios. There you Disney go. World. Just saying. That starts off at the beginning of the show. Uh, and they of the they ride just, they, before you they get easy to Alien. Into it. Yeah. Before you get to Alien. Um No, I agree with you. it's the same way of like comparing um do you say anything with comedy? It's like right. uh Jim Belushi to Chris Farley. Like, you know, may have been the throwdown for last week. Who knows? Right. Um but it's like you're comparing art forms where if you're looking at singing in the rain, that was well, first of all, A, it's it's one of the most beloved musicals yeah. of all time so there's that so there's nostalgia with that where it's like hey don't mess up my right. my, my 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 you know what i love for my past oh you guys fell short on that well yeah. yeah two um that was something that was created long ago and we've built on top of it since then right. like you said the movie industry has changed like at the time society has changed 100 you're you
0: you do not yeah. have that in society that was even harder, though there are some who want to bring that back
1: yeah I mean, you can also argue that that was an adaptation that was going on at live theater as well, so they just brought it to the big screen. Sure. So for a wider audience, for people who couldn't go to the theater to see this sort of stuff. So that's what was popular at the time. Oh, let's go see the musical. Right. This will be great. Well, and then people were started experimenting with other different genres and things that were going on, and we've built on top of that since then. And society is built with that. Art reflects, you know, what was it? Art imitates life. Mm-hmm. Uh, life imitates art and whatever and so on and so forth. Um, so we've, we're so far removed from it. Well, yeah, no shit. It's no Gene Kelly. And yeah, it's no it's, it's no singing in the rain. It's no Fred Astaire. It's a throwback to it. And we're taking a 2016 approach to something that was done in what? When was that movie made? It was actually 65 years ago. It was 1952. 1952. So, so exactly we're taking... A, Wait, which did by the come way,
0: last year they came it came out in twenty sixteen. Came out in twenty sixteen. Okay, so fifty or
1: sixty. What did four? I just say? Sixty four years. Sixty four years. Sorry, yeah. So I mean, to be honest, I haven't seen Singing in the Rain. And I haven't seen La La Land. Right. So again, I feel like I'm an expert on this. <laughs> um, but you can't. I've not to, seen
0: La La Land. but I have seen Singing in the Rain, and it's I. It's I not an
1: apples to apples comparison. It's not. Yeah. So I feel like you know to be like no well, just no singing in the rain no yeah. shit. You know, there's a lot of things that aren't what they were back then. Right. Get over it.
0: So I like that's. I guess that's. So what could you? Because initially I said you can compare genres, but you can't compare movies. And now I'm like that doesn't make sense. But you can because like comparing these two d- movies directly to each other is doesn't work.
1: You can but you in can the compare sense compare them of, to the
0: genre of musicals. Well, or it's not?
1: like it's like who would win in a basketball game, LeBron James versus Michael Jordan. It's two different eras of basketball. You're
0: never going to know because you can't get,
1: you know, 30-year-old Jordan and 30-year-old James in the same room. And not that, 1996, you know, basketball, athletics, uh, you know, just, just the whole fundamentals science. Fundamentals
0: of the game. The fundamentals uh,
1: yeah. of the game. You know, but the science of the body yeah, and workouts yeah. has changed drastically. I guess in that fundamentals of, of the game. I, well, I'll get called on that. The specifics but, so, yeah. of the game. Like, yeah. you know, there's different tactics and things that have changed yeah. since that time. So at that time, I mean, look at the physique of guys from 96 versus the physique of guys now. Right. Fucking insane. Take, They're ripped. Look at football players. Same thing. Yeah. You know, not that, I think you have more probably just taller guys in general now mm-hmm. for yeah. basketball. So I think if you take into account... It's kinda of like when we, we had Dylan Shear on here and we were saying who would you know, what's more impressive? The US Empire versus the Roman Empire. Right. You have to take into account the eras in which they were you have to, and you what have was to going on. Figure in inflation. Exactly. Right. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. You have to figure it in for in for inflation. So I feel like you can compare them, but you have to take into account what made these things great at their specific times. Like right. if I go back and yes. listen to some, some comedy or watch some of the old, like some of the original, like very new SNL sketches. Mm-hmm. I probably won't find them to be very funny. Sure, a they may be too tied to the time topical, they may, topical, and also the comedic timing is going to be different than uh-huh. what I'm used to. So I may look at that and be like, "Eh."
0: It was also I feel like a slightly more innocent era because mm-hmm. they they pushed. Don't get me wrong; yeah. they did some great satire and they pushed, but it was way more like, "Oh, we're going to have this." Like the, one of the one of the. Things that I remember, uh, one of the, the sketches that jumped to the front of my mind is Bill Murray and Gilda Radner playing, like, two kind of nerdy, awkward, geeky characters who were on a couch getting ready for, like, a first date or something, and it was it was pure five-year-olds playing, like, just making silly noises and fart noise. Like, it was very innocent, mm-hmm. and it was very a sign of the times, and it... it that worked. Yeah. That would not necessarily... I know some people would argue that it's very sophomoric humor nowadays, but...
1: Sure. It, Farts transcend time.
0: That That's the one thing that does transcend time, but yes. it, the, the, the scope of comedy has changed, and so those kind of things wouldn't, again, wouldn't work. Sure. You could do... Look at... Uh, uh, and I think we've talked about this before. Blazing Saddles. Yeah. You... Physically, could not do that movie nowadays. You could not get it funded. You would yeah. not get people to back it. Like it, it's one of those movies that you really could not make today. Yeah, because it was, it had to have come out in that time.
1: Exactly. Everything that they were ridiculing and everything like that. You try to do that today, it would just get pulverized. It would backfire. Yeah. yeah no one would be. Everyone would be like, nope, not going to do it. Yeah. But that's the thing is, like, if you look at like those early SNL things, you got to think like, okay, this was also new for its time. Right. We're so used to SNL, Daily Show, uh, Full Frontal with Samantha B. I mean, you name it. There's there's shows that come out nightly, weekly, everything. Like we've changed so much entertainment-wise that you can't compare, you know, nowadays to then. It's just not the same yeah. because things have changed society-wise. So, you kind of got to look at and I regret to say this phrase because it was from a teacher that I couldn't stand in grad school, but you got to look at the shoulders from which you stand. Like there's people that are here, and you're standing on their shoulders, and over time, people continue to stand on their shoulders, and they grow. And you got to look down and see whose shoulders are you standing on. Right, so put yourself back in that, so, in that perspective. Exactly. So, if you were to take La La Land and somehow consider, okay, if La La Land had come out at the same time as Singing in the Rain, would, would you be able to compare them, do you think? Again, I...
0: Without having seen La La Land, Mm -hmm. it's very hard for me to say. But I feel like if you – yes, I feel like you could – I feel like you would be able to – wait – if they, if someone had taken the concept and made it with the actors of the day, you mean? Or
1: well, I mean, let's let's say that the
0: concept is something that I feel like can transcend. It's a sure. jazz musician who's struggling. It's an actress who's struggling. Yeah, and they start to make it, or so it, it's something yeah, along the those
1: concept lines. there. And I feel like even the execution would probably again, from the stuff that I've seen seems yeah. pretty on par. Yeah. I mean now, with
0: the argument of, you know, well, you know, Ryan Gosling isn't uh you know, he's no Gene Kelly, he's not a he, song and dance man. He's not. He's not. He's very much not. So he had to learn, but in his in his to his credit, he learned to play the piano. Yeah, he six sang months. his stuff. Yeah. He danced like he learned all this shit. So And to also that, I would kudos. also
1: turn to Gene Kelly and be like, Can you do you have the acting range that Ryan Gosling has right exactly.
0: Could you? Could Gene Kelly have done the Notebook? Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> could he have done Drive? Right. You know, could yeah. he have done Name? Exactly. Any of those? Again, it's it's obviously you can't compare them exactly.
0: Beyond that, was it Place Beyond the Pines?
1: Yeah, right. Um, Can you imagine Gene Kelly <laughs> in that role? Yeah. <laughs> could he that would have be done? Awesome. Could he have done Remember the Titans? <laughs> Ryan Gosling yes. was barely in that movie. My God, yes. As was uh, Donald Faison. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. It's a throwback. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um so again, it's it's hard to obviously make an apples to apples comparison uh, of that sort of stuff. So I think it's tough when people do that in general with anything, yeah. whether it's sports, whether it's comedy, yeah, or things like that. I mean, even video games, it's like, Wow, Zelda was the best game that was ever made. Yeah, okay. But
0: But was it like you gotta sit there and go My You I, look at you look at it's hard to compare that with Overwatch. Right? Yeah. Because that's a fantastic game. Sure. Graphically it blows Zelda out of the water. Does yeah. the story there? I don't. I haven't played. You played both. Would you say what's the story? Well, I
1: would say that um, Overwatch is a not a good comparison. Okay. Because Overwatch is a first-person shooter. Well, I don't like care. you know <laughs> six on six where sure. there's really no actual story. I would say maybe a comparable story. Pokemon
0: Go. <laughs> um, Isn't
1: that what Zelda did. Isn't that what Link did. <laughs> Link Link did not uh, uh, basically fight pets. He did not. He, he, didn't, he didn't. catch them and didn't keep catch them around and, in his little sat, you know, satchel. Keeps them as slaves and then send them out to fight each other. Mm. Yeah. Uh, probably. I have I'd, a
0: fundamental misunderstanding of what Zelda is.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like an open world. I mean, there's got to be some. I don't know, we'll say like Skyrim. Okay. That's probably all right. Yeah, all right, Yeah. You know, you go to dungeons. You're doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're e- both medievally well loved sure. by people. Sure. Um, I would say Zelda for its time, magnificent. Uh, it was simple, yet um, to the point, and it required strategy. It required you to travel around. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a straight linear game, okay. which was kind of nice for the time where it's like, you know, like Mario, with side-scrolling. You have to go right, and you have to, like, where's with Zelda? It's like, you start, and it's like, cool, where do you want to go? Right. So it's like, whoa, I can go wherever I want? It was cool. top-down, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... And then you, could, you didn't have to, start to have to go to every dungeon in order. Some of them you have to have the, you know, different stuff from different dungeons to get there. Like you had to have the raft to get to, you know, level four, I think. Or is level three. I can't remember. But you got to have the whistle to get to, you know, dungeon seven and so on and so forth. So for its time, really well done. And you know what? Didn't need cutscenes. Didn't need a ton of story. Yeah. All you know is that there's a princess that was captured and you have to fight Ganon to get her back. In order to get to her, you have to go and collect all these different items and all these different dungeons, and you got to put the Triforce back together. Simple enough. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Skyrim starts. It's like there's dragons attacking. You know, it's like this really intense, like long-winded intro. You can spend up to like 20, 30 minutes making your character the way that you want. Sure. Customizing them. You know, where, how far apart do you want their eyes? How far up do you want their nose on their character? Yeah. That, you know, that is one thing What tattoos thing. do you want What color do you want their hair Do you want it braided Do you want them bald Do you want to give them facial hair Yeah You know What color eyes You know That's one thing How long in the me, face
0: Drives me nuts About Bitmoji Started it, more, Most recently Is is that character Whatever mm-hmm. you do You make your avatar In Bitmoji Yeah But Anytime that you get those options I Unnecessarily obsess over that And it pisses me <laughs> off Because by the time I'm done I'm like I don't want to play the game yeah. I, it, it's way. I'm like, just tell me what my character looks like. Give me three options for hair color, and let's
1: move this forward. Well, because what's funny, a lot of times. Because time I in get those, very OCD with a it. A lot of time in those games, you cover yourself up with armor anyway.
0: Wait, so it doesn't you matter. You got a
1: helmet on. You can't see your fucking character. Right. You know, but you want to differentiate yourself because right. you're like, this is my character. This is my story.
0: Well, shit, even with Halo. Yeah. When it was out, you could you could and I think it was Halo 3 if I'm not mistaken. Uh you could do you could customize the color of your armor. Mm-hmm. You could customize the shape of your helmet. Yeah. You could customize the decals, decals and logos. You could customize the color of those. You could yeah. cu- like and I, I again, I spent way too much time on that and got very I had to see all the options, then I had to go back and whittle it down, then I had to go back and pick one. And it was just too much time. It really and I know that's on me, but yeah. I will say old school games, and that because of that, have a little leg up for me. I,
1: the, there's there was a beauty about a game where it's like you know you this, pop it in and you start playing. You know, it's, <laughs> we kind of talked about bad dudes in one of our earlier. Uh, you know, once it's like, are you bad enough to save the president from ninjas? I you love know, it. stuff like that's like cool. I know my objective. Here we go. We're gonna right. fight ninjas. Right. We're gonna punch them. You know, battle frogs. Yeah, I'm a frog. Battle toads. Battle toads. How Sorry, dare you.
0: I'm gonna go away now. You talk for twenty minutes. <laughs>
1: You know, there was a simplicity to, like, you put the game in, there's a little bit of a cutscene sometimes, but then you just, like, press start, here we go. Right. If you wanted to watch the cutscene, you just didn't press start right away. (laughs) Exactly. You know? Whereas with these games, again, like Skyrim, like, you go through this whole thing, and then, like, there's a dragon attack, and then you gotta survive that, and then you gotta do... It's like... And then... What's great about Skyrim is just the free will to go and do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Like I've never completed, I've maybe completed about 10% of the story in that game. Really? I haven't done anything. Because I'm like, oh, cool, I can go become leader of the Thieves Guild? How do I do that? <laughs> oh, I can be an Archmage of the uh, mages? Uh, cool. Oh, can I be the head of the, uh, the oh my god, the... Come on, Doug. The, the Dark Brother? Do it, Doug. Oh, god. Sorry, nerds. I forgot the name of the Assassins Guild, and that game. Very pissed off with you. But I was like, well, I've got to be the head of all these organizations before I can move forward. Obviously, Um, so I would just go and do all this side shit. But it's you know, if you compare that to Zelda, um, you know, they're in the same vein. You know, role playing game to a Mm -hmm. certain degree. It's adventure, action. You know, you got to control your guy to do different stuff. Uh, You can use magical. You can use items. Um, But I mean, there's something pure about the Zelda game. You know, in its simplicity and its minimalism, whereas Skyrim, while impressive, can be overwhelming and almost over the top to some degree. Not saying that it's not a bad, I mean, it's an amazing game. Yeah. The fact that my first experience in that game, you can experience stuff in that game that that no one else will. My first experience in that game was, I just survived the dragon attack and I found a hut. I was like, all right, cool, what's in this hut? There's this nice old lady sitting in the hut, and she's like, hi, I'm an old lady. I'm sitting in this hut. I'm like, cool. I noticed there was a trap door. I'm like, cool, what's in this trap door? I picked the lock in front of her. She didn't like that. I went down to her basement. I found that she was like had some blood and some shit down there. She was like a witch doing some pretty heavy shit. I come back up. She starts attacking me. You know, I like run out of the hut because I don't have anything to really fight her with. Yeah. And a wolf comes out of the woods, starts attacking her. She attacks the wolf. The wolf kills her, and then the wolf runs off. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck? That just is happened!" I told that to my brother. He's like, I- "That's never happened to me." I was like, "See that? Wow. Okay, so that's pretty cool. That's amazing. The yeah. AI in the game is tremendous. That's like, amazing. There's a lot of stuff that's completely unplanned. It just happens. Yeah. Like individual characters have." Like they are programmed to do certain stuff during the day Like if you show up You can actually follow a guy Throughout the day and see him like go out He'll till the fields, come home And then he'll go to the bar, hang out at the bar And then maybe he's having an affair With someone in town, that's all been programmed That's that guy's life That's amazing. But he doesn't do it every day maybe on Tuesdays is when he goes and hangs out with his mistress and the wife doesn't quite know. It's like wow. there's these really intense – and that's just for some nobody in the game in this one town. Right. It's just like they're so – I also heard, I think, in the previous iteration, which I think was Oblivion, um, the AI was so intense they had to tone it back. So, like, they had this staff that allowed you to replicate yourself. I think – this is allegedly. I can't remember if I, I remember hearing this. And an NPC, a non-player character, found it, picked it up because they recognized it was good, replicated themselves like uh, Mr. Smith and the Matrix, and they crashed the game. Oh, my God, dude. Because they're like, and they just, because cra- they're like, oh, that's- this is good, I will win. Like, and they just yeah. figured it out. Oh, my God, that's hysterical. So, in the sense of that, Skyrim's fucking amazing. Yeah. And the world that's, sh- in like, not only that, you just look at the game, it's gorgeous, and you're like... You just wander around, and you'll find a cave, and before you know it, there's some magical thing in this cave that no one told you to go to, but you found it, and you just get to wander down and see what the hell's going on in the cave. Right, right. It's a really true adventure game that you could probably trace back to Zelda. Well, although we all got to play as Link, and we all probably got the, you know, the blue ring and the red ring, and we upgraded our swords, and we all, you know... Had a shared experience. We all had a shared experience where we all, you know, saved Zelda, but it was pretty standard on how things went. You may have some stories about how, oh, this one boss, I almost died, and I shot him with the arrow at the last second, and I killed him, yeah. but we all fought that boss. Sure. To a certain degree, if you follow the uh, campaign or the story mode in Skyrim, you're going to have the same things happen to you, but there's also going to be a lot of things that happen along the way that you never expected. Right. Which is kind of exciting and interesting, which obviously you can see where we've come with games in all those years. So, can you make a direct comparison, kind of? If you put it in the time frame from which they were made, I would say you know Skyrim was the Zelda of I don't know what 2013, 2014, whenever yeah. it came out or whatever, and uh, it's a really both games super impressive, but yeah, I mean if uh, uh, Skyrim's no Zelda, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not. So again, making those
0: comparisons with that much time <laughs> and space in between the 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 two things that you're comparing that doesn't necessarily stack up, and I feel like people just need to. I think I've not seen They're fun. It could be crap. Yeah. La La Land might be crap. But I feel Probably like comparing is because it's a musical. But I feel like comparing it against something like Singing in the Rain, it's just apples to oranges. It's not apples yeah, to apples. Yeah, I
1: mean, you could do that with action movies today versus action movies in the late 90s. Holy shit, yes. I mean, completely Absolutely. different time. Action movies in the late 90s were like, everything's cool, we're fighting terrorism, things are over the top. It's I mean, either the Serbians, the Russians, or the yeah, whatever. Yeah. Iraq. Right. You know, there's some sort of shit that we're fighting. I always think of, uh, oh, shit, it's the Arnold Schwarzenegger one where uh, uh, True Lies. Yep. I always think of that one because they're, for some reason, fighting some brown people from the Middle East. Sure. And he rides that horse off a roof, and they <laughs> land in a pool or some shit like that, <laughs> um, and they he's, he's lying. It's just, like, so, like, yeah. happy. Like, it's right. such a happy, like, over-the-top, ridiculous like action flick. Absolutely, yeah. Not grounded in any way shape yeah. or form. Look at the James Bonds. Oh my god. From the
0: 60s to the 90s to the 2000s. Yeah. Th- those alone in a single franchise. Sure. You can't compare them. No. You just can't cuz they each of each each uh generation of them is completely singular to itself.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And a lot again, it's like you know, art reflects life; life reflects art. In the sense that after two thousand and one, life got a lot more pessimistic. That's when you started seeing gritty reboots, right? More grounded things because people just were attracted to that more, which is why the new versions of the Batman yeah. franchise were, did so well, right? Right? Is right. because it was like we don't need to see Batman and Robin. Like that's not right, the right. Batman that we want. We want to see a true Batman that's beating ass and fighting bad guys and bringing justice and all that sort of stuff like it really appealed to, you know, American audiences in that sort of regard. And then the action flicks like Jason Bourne, you know, James Bond followed Jason Bourne after its success. And a lot of those action flicks sometimes they really like The Raid and things like that really took a hold of like holy shit like right. This is pretty like it's really cool to see a really realistic grounded action flick.
0: Right. Well, same with superhero movies or sure. any of the TV shows that you're watching Yeah, now. Like, there's... TV's going through it's rena- mm-hmm. yeah, another renaissance. Like, it's, yeah. got, it's the golden age of... It's the, the next golden age of TV because all these shows are very, very... They're grounded. They're real. They're relatable. Sure. They're epic. They're...
1: Yeah. They're, they're just rich. I'd argue that we're getting a little more ridiculous again. I mean, yeah. you know, Triple X or a Return of... Cage. I would argue we're not. I would, <laughs> I would argue
0: those have always been there. Sure, they're just they they were they've been peppered in throughout the. If you look at the bulk of the movies, because the original Triple yeah, happened in the early two thousands, yeah, right. So like right when the grittiness started, so it's always been there. But X has always insane. been with us. He's just
1: driving his well, motorcycle. Yes, I know underwater. you're very pissed off. at that. He's you know skating through the jungle. No, I mean yeah, ice skiing or skiing through the jungle off right. the trees and shit, which makes no sense. Look,
0: I, I know. I, I would say that movie does not constitute a shift back to this the 90s. This is my
1: primary example of our shift back to the <laughs> 90s. This movie and only this movie.
0: I mean, look at John Wick. It marries the two. There you go. Right. Exactly. It marries the two very nicely. I would
1: say Die Hard took a long turn away from its roots of being gritty, You know, grounded, even in the late 80s, which was like when that movie came out. The original was, Die Hard. Yeah. And each one got progressively more insane and stupid.
0: <laughs> in fairness, Die Hard 3 is one of my favorite movies. Oh, the, I, I love, love that movie.
1: 1, 2, and 3 are fantastic. Yeah. I love them all. I think those three are great. It's funny. Beyond my, that. Yeah. Especially when they're like, we should go PG-13 to to appeal to a wider audience. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. Right, right. Yeah. That's the the interesting thing, and we might need
0: to explore this in another podcast, but the second movie in a franchise usually for me... Is the weakest, or at yeah. least when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, the, uh, um, the Matrix 2, yeah. personally, was Although, the weakest. Although, I
1: think that gets more shit than it deserves. Yes. Well, R- this R- is when I was younger. Okay.
0: So, Die Hard 2, I always yeah, thought that was one the is, weakest. that one is weaker. Um, Empire Strikes Back, oh, I always thought was the weakest. Mm. And again, this is all yeah. young Justin. I yeah. never understood. young
1: Doug didn't appreciate Empire Strikes Back till he got older. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So
0: like it's it's interesting that all these second movies in a franchise just kind of fell short for I used me. I like
1: the Ewoks too, and then I grew up. <laughs> you know what? You
0: never grow out of
1: uh, the the throwdown. It's the throwdown. It's a throwdown. It's, yeah. throw it's a throwdown. It's <laughs> a <laughs> throwdown. <laughs> gonna do a. Throw down, gonna do the throw down tonight. Show tunes. <laughs> Feel like every end of a show tune needs a
0: show tune. Show Doug tunes. in the enthusiastically going show tunes. I, I would
1: like to go see like Hamilton or something, and just be when they're done, be like show tunes. He got shot. He did. Show tunes. Show tunes.
0: Um, all right, so I'm going to need your help with this.
1: Okay. In
0: Prometheus, oh, fuck. who was the female antagonist?
1: I don't really know if there was a female antagonist. Was
0: it Numi? Was it. Oh, sorry, that's the actress. Was it Elizabeth Shaw?
1: Was it Meredith Vickers? Wait, in Prometheus? Yeah. Elizabeth Shaw? Are you talking about character names? Yes. T- tell me about the actors. I don't know the character. Sorry,
0: Numi Rapace?
1: Oh, Naomi Rapace? She was it, the N-O-O-M-I is Naomi? Uh, maybe it's Naomi Rapace. I don't know. I, can, I yeah, feel Noomi bad. At, I, I butcher her name all the time. She played she was, she was She was the protagonist. She was. Okay. Not Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron was kind of, but not really. But Naomi was more of a badass? Naomi was the badass, but she wasn't the yeah. antagonist. She right. was the hero. With protagonist. Isn't that what I said? You said antagonist. I'm
0: sorry. I meant protagonist. My bad. So
1: yeah. uh No wonder so, you're like, wait, there's no hero. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, that's weird. Yeah. Weird. Um okay, so oh, it's shit. going to be Elizabeth uh-huh. versus Ripley. Ripley? Oh Ripley.
0: Fuck Well every like the last three or four throwdowns you've just it, it hasn't even been a thing.
1: <laughs> I just we've had three plus movies with Ripley. Ripley Sigourney Weaver created this amazing character who is like f- way before um, she, became, she was this powerful female character right, right. that was so impressive at such an early time. Like, that's why I, lo- I love her in Alien because there's another female character who is just a typical female side character. She doesn't sure, have much. Yeah. She's a scaredy cat, whatever. Sigourney Weaver plays, like, just this... Very like no bullshit from anybody. Before any alien shows up, she's not taking shit from anybody. Right. She's like she does she's smart, she's she's uh capable, and not only that, but she's she figure out figures out what's going on. Like she's really good. And aliens? Holy shit. Not only just only she has trauma from the first movie. Okay. And then she decides to go in with these Marines to check in on the settlement. And she has, you know, more guts and courage than any of them. And the fact at the end of the movie, when she's got, she straps together a fucking flamethrower and a, and, a, and a pulse rifle with grenades to save a child, when everyone else is like, we gotta get out of here. She's like, I'm gonna get this fucking child, and I'll do it by myself. It's fucking impressive as hell. Okay. And I'm, then I'm Alien going to, 3.
0: I'm gonna pull it back. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe this will be a better one. I'm praying to God it is so we can get through this.
1: Sarah Connor. Okay. Versus Ripley. Oh, now now that's a good one. All right. There we go. I like that one a lot because, especially in Terminator 2, she's a super badass. And that's what I'm referencing specifically. Ooh, so if we do Sigourney Weaver from Aliens versus Sarah Connor from Terminator 2. Aliens. Yes. Okay. Ooh. Both emotionally damaged from what's happened to him prior. Right. Both movies directed by James Cameron. I didn't even consider that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, little accidental wonderfulness there. Um, and not surprising that both those characters strong female leads, right? And strong female characters in those movies. Um, so they have their emotional damage. So they've just been through something horrible. So they have some residual effects, right? But they've also uh, they're, they're they're ass beaters, right? They don't, they well, don't. they've also
0: and that's also hard. Like the, that emotional thing has hardened them, so they both are just like they don't care. Well, so they've long. also
1: seen the destruction of the previous, you know, incarnation of what they have fought previously. So they're the reason why right. they're everyone's okay, right? Absolutely. So, um, oh, I
0: mean, initially, I'm going to say uh, Ripley, just because it she's got space
1: weapons. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Ripley is not nearly as practiced with her weapons okay. as Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor intentionally like hooked up with different guys who were like warriors, if you will, mm. because she wanted to train John in how to be a leader. Okay. So you give her a gun, she immediately knows how to use she it. She knows what it is She's and how tactical. To- okay. Um Ripley doesn't really learn how to use weapons until halfway through. The movie. Okay. She doesn't know how to use the space weapons. Okay. <laughs> it's the space weapons. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to actual um, combat with weapons, I would give the edge to Sarah Connor. Okay. Um, Sigourney is very intelligent, so she's also in the sense of, like, she can figure shit out real quick, mm-hmm. and she knows how to, like, create a defensive position, but I also feel like Sarah Connor would do the same.
0: I will give Ripley the fact that she's fighting... In space.
1: In sp- where are they fighting, Justin? Well, obviously they're in space. In space, they're on the moon base. So they're on the moon base. Moonraker. <laughs> there we go. Let's tie it all together. Let's tie it all together. Um, <laughs>
0: comparatively, it's not a good fight.
1: And not only that, in physical hand to hand combat, we see Sarah kind of beat the shit out of a bunch of dudes in like the asylum that she's in. Yeah, she like yeah. crushes some stuff. Like so, I feel like in straight physical combat, I would have to give it to Sarah Connor. I would
0: I would argue because I was going to argue the fear factor where I feel like Ripley has less fear because she's been through more. Obviously, if you have time traveling machines coming to kill you, you know you're pretty much ready to face anything. But I will say that not only my point Ooh, my space I point, thought of
1: another throwdown. Save it, save it. It kind of relates to this though.
0: But my space point is that <laughs> Ripley Ripley not only is facing aliens which are terrifying the xenomorphs but she's also doing it in a in the cold death vacuum of space. Yeah. So she has to be ready for anything. So I feel like I'm going to give a slight edge to her just because of her situation. Yeah, but we comes in, in sure. A, if we're like if we're doing columns, yeah, 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 that yeah. column I would I would tip to her. Yeah,
1: I mean, the fact that you know I think I don't know what's more terrifying, a terminator or the alien
0: well, I feel like they need f- to make a movie that's Aliens vs. Terminators.
1: That was going to be my throwdown. Oh, was it? Terminator versus Alien. We'll save that for another time. Yeah, I feel like we need to save that one. Because I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah. That'll be a fun one to do. But um, I feel like I find the Alien more terrifying Okay, because I do too. It, yeah, because it is a living thing, right? The scary thing about a Terminator is that it's just basically a machine that will it's solely focused on killing you. It's executing
0: a command. That's exactly. all it's doing.
1: Yeah, and it's like you can blow its legs off, and it's still coming for you. Right. Whereas yeah. an alien is like hunting you, right? Because it wants it's to. It's got emotions.
0: It's got thoughts. It's got rationale. Like it's it's actually yeah. figuring things it, out.
1: And it's truly. And the thing is, like neither one of those things, you can't plead with either one right. of them. Exactly. So it, that that's irrelevant, so that's also a terrifying fact that this thing wants to kill you, it's going to kill you. Right, yeah. And also the repercussions of the alien will cocoon you and then put something on your face, will then implant something in your chest, and then it bursts out of your chest. There's a lot more to fear right. if it doesn't outright kill you. Right. It also has a mouth within its mouth, and its acid is concentrated blood. Right. Concentrated, blood is, got yeah, concentrated blood acid. Blood is concentrated acid, so there's a lot more... F- Terrifying. Right. Things. So the fear factor, It's also I'm always like sweating or just wet, slimy. Like so, your knees. Yeah. Right. The back of my knees.
0: So I'm gonna I'm gonna say in that in that regard uh, in that column specifically I'm gonna give it to Ridley, But uh, Ripley. Ripley. Sorry, not Ridley, Yeah. Ripley. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to Ripley. Um, overall, based off your arguments, though, I feel like Sarah Connor. I think might Sarah have the Connor would
1: win in the sense of if we're straight up just arena battle. They meet in combat, yeah, yeah. physical combat. I think Sarah Connor whoops her ass. What
0: if they're both? Uh, what if they're both knocking around a, uh, uh, sp- let, let, a let space me, warehouse? Let me
1: set the stage for you. All, right. All we'll right, let's make it quick. We're gonna make it quick. So, uh, if you've watched the movie Aliens, you know they have these motion tracker things, and mm-hmm. they're terrifying. It's a great device for setting up tension in the in the movie. But they, as they move around, as something starts moving, it gets closer. It starts beeping. Okay. It gets the pitch gets higher and higher as it gets close. So they're in. A spaceship. Okay. And they each have the trackers, and they're tracking each other. Ooh. It's like, bing, bing, bing. I feel like in that regard, I think Ripley would do better in a sense of possibly ambush. Okay. But she... She better not miss. If she shoots first, she better she better kill. Right. It's like um, a samurai and a
0: ninja. It's, exactly if right. The, the ninja better make it on his first try.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's like yeah. If you if she misses, she's screwed. So, but again, I still give the heavy advantage to Sarah Connor because Sarah Connor is also trained There's in combat, combat skills. Yeah, trained with tactics. Yeah. We've seen her in Terminator Two where she deals with the cops and stuff at when they go to uh, uh, Dynatech yep. or whatever it is. It's not Dynatech. It's, it's whatever. Right. Whatever the place is the, called. The
0: big facility that yeah. gets bl- blow Nine. out the windows. Cyberdyne 9 yeah. systems.
1: So, Dynatech. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and so, like, and how she handles it's all a that. dinosaur a, software company. Yeah, <laughs> um, how they handle all of that. She's like, she understands what's going on yeah. with that sort of stuff. So, we've also seen her snipe people. Right. Like, it, it's just the combat experience, I just think, outweighs everything. So, I have to give to Sarah Connor.
0: Sarah Connor for the win. I'm sorry, Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that I, I that was finally good. got you an emotionally invested. That was good. One.
1: Elizabeth Shaw, not she's an okay character, but I don't know. Well, again, I her. hadn't seen it. She's so a scientist. Yeah. I'm like, nah. I should have gone with something that I was more comfortable with initially. So very yeah. good. We we brought that around, guys. Thanks for listening. Real quick, things we like. What's going on? Anything you want to recommend, Justin? Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: go see La La Land. I yeah. guess I don't know. It won. The it just Oscar, won a shitload maybe? of awards, right? right? Maybe. maybe. Uh,
0: <laughs> Uh, there is a hummus at Trader Joe's that has kalama- is it Kalamala? catamala olives, those Greek olives. Oh, nice! Like I was like calamari. <laughs> yeah, it got chopped up in it, and uh-huh. it's just really fucking good. So go get the Greek olive hummus over at uh, Trader Jesus Joe's.
1: Christ. That's what I'm talking about this week. Uh, That's I'd, Justin's recommendation. Corner. I'd recommend gaming wise. Uh, check out the game for Honor. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's a uh, game that takes a historical look at the time when the Vikings, the Samurai, and the Knights all lived at the same time and fought each other.
0: Which you can compare their fighting abilities because they were all right at the same time. Exactly.
1: It's actually a fun game. It's it's one of those sort of like AAA blockbuster games by Ubisoft. Ubisoft is kind of a shitty company, but um, it's fun. It's challenging. The combat's unique. I like it a lot. It takes a lot of skill, and um, you get your ass beat, but when you have a win, you fucking throw your hands up in the air. You're like, fuck yeah! It's really cool. You get to play as Vikings, Samurai, or Knights. It's really fun. So if you're interested in you play, look me up. We'll hook up. We'll play some games. I'll bada teach bing, you how to bada bada play. boom. Bada bing bada boom. Uh, you guys can check us out on Facebook. We have a page there. Uh, just look for Mind Gap. And we're also on Twitter at Mind Gap Podcast. And Justin has a website.
0: In fact, I do. It's called JustinStrenland.com. That's Ta-da. where you can find me online. Uh, you can listen to this podcast as well as the other one I do with Milo Stavanovich every Monday. It's called The Best Bar Podcast Ever and it truly is The Best Bar Podcast Ever. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael. I'm just not going to start prom- I'm stopping Snapchat promotions because I'm just not on there. I use it for the filters and that's it. So don't add me on that. Um, uh, where was I? on In the online realm, Check us out on iTunes uh, and on Stitcher. You can subscribe to us. You can review us. Let us know uh, what you like if you want to talk to us to talk about a topic.
1: Or explain what the fuck uh, Prometheus is to Alien Covenant. Explain that to us. I don't know.
0: Please explain that to us. Uh, But the more that you review us, the more that you subscribe. Higher up we go uh, on the old charts and the more cool shit that we get to do. How does it work? You don't need to know. Just subscribe and review us. Um, yes. Also, tuiestate. and on all social medias. I keep saying we got some cool stuff coming out. We do. Yes. Um, and we also did something. Oh, I'll recommend uh, check out. I don't know where it's going to be, so I'll I'll promote the actual YouTube channel later. But Chris Fellucci and yes. Matt Lamson uh, just uh, had us do some sketch videos with them, and uh, they turned
1: out pretty well. So we I have got look a sneak out for those. peek and I give them thumbs up. It's really well done. So looking forward to that.
0: Two thumbs way up your butt.
1: Way up your butt, y'all. Way up your butt. Way up your butt Way, Way up, up your up butt, butt. Yeah, thumbs, far to go yeah. Two knuckles butt. deep Two knuckles deep Up your butt Two knuckles deep Up your butt See you next week Ooh-hoo! Mind Gap Podcast